Episode 1013. Ooh. <laughs> it's a relevant podcast. All right, we should do like a hotel floor and just skip 13. This is 1014. 13 you know, is I'm, bad. I don't know. If things go really weird or bad on this show, then f- this is the last 13th episode we're ever going to do. There you All go. Right. Right. Bring, here up, bring in Orlando. Kanye. Bring up Kanye. It's, spooky. Go weird. it's spooky season. <laughs> uh, here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang. And joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, and mogul, Derek Miner. What up? And from Austin, Texas, author, speaker, and podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. Hey, the, we're all here. This we're has all been, here. It's been a little while. Look at this. The band is back together. The gang is it. here, everybody. It's everybody. been a while. It really, it really does feel like it has been. Um, and I'm really glad you guys are here because I have a question. And I trust all of you immensely. Oh, no. And I was recently in a situation that I need I need some advice about. Oh, no. Um, and the, the, the situation, we're all adults here. Most of our, our listeners, I, I feel like it's a wide age range, but it's mostly adults listening. And if you're... Less than 1% is under the age of 18. So okay. I think you're, you're Perfect. safe. Yeah. Perfect. Because if you're over the age of 18, then this question applies to you. What do you do? Because I, here's the thing. In most social circumstances, I feel pretty comfortable on my feet. You know, like I, I don't feel that, uh, you know, I'm ever in a really in a position where I'm, I'm, you know, like I said, all that uncomfortable or don't know how to handle myself, except when it's someone who's much younger, who's like trying to rile me up or like being kind of a punk and you don't know what you can say back. The, you probably, you guys have probably all experienced this with teenagers. Like you're at the movie theater or something, and some 14 year old is like smarting off to you, at, and you're like, "Well, it's a teenager. What am I going to do? I can't say anything back because teenagers are the most hilarious people on earth, and they have no they, they have no filter and no limits. You just cannot get into any sort of insult battle with them because they go hard. They're like in high school, and th- they don't have rails. I I was helping to coach a little league game on Saturday and I was the first base coach and there were kids in the dugout taunting me saying very personal, like hurtful things to me. At one point they threw a chicken nugget through a fence link at me and hit me in the foot, which I found very disrespectful. They're making fun of what I was wearing, how I was standing and they knew I could hear them. But in my mind, it's like, these are eight year olds. Okay. I, the, the strategy here is I'm just not going to respond. And they're like, we can see you not responding. Like they were <laughs> savages, but. I like if it's an adult, I feel like I can I can get a battle of wits. Teenagers and kids, I feel like it's a lose lose. What is your strategy if one of you guys getting smarted off by like someone who's of the younger generation? Yeah, the only recourse is to ignore. Never win. It never it never works. And you never win. You you lose every time. We were at a football game. I was taking my my sons to. Uh, they play uh like pee wee or like you know little league or whatever football, and there was these kids at a high school football game and they were throwing popcorn from the balcony and they were just literally aiming at this older lady. She might've been in her late forties and the more mad she got, the more embarrassing it was. And they were, and they would not relent. They would not, it, it was like, Oh, 
it's it's getting bad. Throw more popcorn. And she's like, I'm calling your mother and I don't care. And she she and the bad part was she didn't know who it was. So she's just pointing at 150 people in the back stands screaming <laughs> at all of the kids. And it's just like, it's a loss, lady. Just you just it's a loss. And the more you engage, the worse it is. So now nah, you just got to take the but, but not engaging either when they see you ignoring, but they know it's getting your attention. No, no, no. no, no, no. Here's, then they okay, lean listen. in too. It is an impossible situation. I am, I am a, I can give it, but I cannot take it. I'm a giver, not a taker. Okay. So that, but at least, with, I, but hold on, but no, at least listen. with an adult, at least with an adult, you can, you can spar. Yeah. You know? I am telling you as an NBA fan yelling at NBA players, which would be comparable <laughs> to your eight year olds heckling like you. <laughs> I'm the kid in this scenario. Jesse, I will tell you their vantage point because I turn into the eight year old at NBA games. So here you go. If a player that I'm heckling, which I'm just making fun of, I'm joking around about trying to make people laugh. If if a player ignores me, like I I kind of lose interest after a while. Yeah. If they kind of give me the wink and a smile, like, okay, that was a good one. All right, I'm okay. Then mm-hmm. oh, okay, I like that dude, and I back mm-hmm. off. If the person gets mad, I triple down and unrelent. Okay. So like, you know, you know what I mean? So ignoring isn't good because it keeps it going. Yes. But if you just have turned around, if you had like picked up the chicken nugget and acted like you were going to eat it, gave them a little wink and a smile, they would have lost interest. No, I'm telling no. you. I was too angry to do that. They had said too many personal things to me prior to that. <laughs> That's the problem. You were too angry, bro. You should have just, you should have just did something silly. Like, yeah. yeah. Like That's what said, I'm saying. And then it diffuses me because I'm like, oh, I like that dude. I'm not going to ride him. I'll find some other target. Yeah, put the, you know what I mean? Put a chicken nugget in your back pocket or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, do something like that. Like, you're going to save it for later. And you but dude, if good. somebody gets mad, oh, it's on now. You know, like, I'm <laughs> like, oh. More. Oh yeah! I want to get. I watched this poor lady suffer, bro. Like she suffered <laughs> the whole second half of the game because she oh, just man. could not. Not. I mean, she's calling. She's getting coaches. She's like talking to parents that these kids don't. You know, they might not even be these kids' parents. <laughs> And it's just like it's the worst thing you could just, do. You, if it's an adult, you can like like you said, you can you can say something back. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to sit here and insult be be the person that's insulting a nine year old, right? Like at a little league game, yeah. but they're driving me to that because. I'm yeah. convinced most people under the age of 16 these days are just a savage. The internet yeah. and, and, yeah, and, 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 and social media has turned them into the funniest, like yes. the, the, the funniest, most savage generation in history. Like they are so quick witted. They, they have, you know, it is the meme generation. Yeah, they like, grew up on memes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and they always have something funny and a, and a really biting insult holstered for you. I feel like, Everyone over the age of 18, which is our listener base, it was basically John C. Riley and Will Ferrell walking home, knowing that any <laughs> around any corner, a group of punks is going to either literally or metaphorically make them eat white dog poop. It's just the way it is. These kids are savages these days. This is how I know we jumped the shark as a society. When the Jeffrey Dahmer Netflix thing came out, which is horrendous, I've seen so many memes about his glasses and if you know there's even a place in new york or somewhere that has like a jeffrey Dahmer pizza 
Like it, it, it's crazy. Like we've got to a place where nothing is off limits. If a joke is there, it's there. So being an adult talking to a kid, like you have no hope. They make like the most iconic meme of all time is Michael Jordan crying as he goes into the Hall of Fame. They took the greatest basketball player of all time in one of his most vulnerable moments and made him a meme. Jesse, you stand no chance. That's what all. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Or, 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 I mean, another famous one. Another famous one is there's like, you know, a police officer. Who it seems to be trying to defuse some situation with some teenagers in the street. And what do they do? They point at his shoes, say, What are those? Yes. And turn that guy into the worst kind of internet icon yes. ever. You know? And you know the cop, what will all those kids break in? Nothing. There's nothing anyone can do. It's just a savage situations. It's made me like, like, oh man, I gotta play that. I gotta play the the Braves again in Little League this week. I don't want to deal with those two punks at the end of the bench. Dude, I'm telling you, smile, laugh at a good one. Be like, yeah, you guys got that's good. And you're cool. You're in on right. the joke. They're gonna leave you alone. No, that's what no. I'm telling then they, you. They, then they try it, Jesse, and report back. I, I can't. I can't. They've pushed me too far at this point, Jamie. They've, Just they've pick up that chicken nugget, put it in your mouth, and eat it, and then they'll be like, "Oh my god, he's so funny! Jesse. Look at him. He ate chicken nuggets off the ground." See, this is yeah. what it no, is. Not- this is what it is, Jesse. I, I figured it out, bro. You're the you're the boomer class clown. Like <laughs> you're you're. It's not your time anymore. Like so, you don't know what to do. Oh. You're like. <laughs> Jesse is out. like, look, he's like, dang, man, you know, I would have did that to my, to, to, to yeah. the older guy. Like, he's like, Jesse. when I was eight years old, when I was eight years old, I was pulling that stuff all the time. Exactly, you know? man. You got to put yourself back into the, into the, into yeah. your shoes, man. You know? Yeah, but, Dude, but yeah, well, I, I, I was at a game and I was riding this one ref and pause. right in front of me, he blew a call. I'm up. I'm telling him all the things that he did wrong. I'm making fun of him. I'm joking. And he turned around and handed me the whistle <laughs> and said, he said, then you do it. <laughs> Everybody laughed. I laughed. He laughed. I'm like, okay, he's That's cool. Funny. And I let him. I let him go the rest of the game. Yeah. He was cool. He was cool. That's good. You gotta. You gotta acknowledge what they're doing, but no, then say, are, "Okay, we're that talking was about funny. undeveloped. We're talking about undeveloped brains and undeveloped souls." <laughs> <laughs> Anyone under the age of seventeen, I don't. I don't trust hey, I your humanity. I hope they listen to this podcast, bro. That would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. If for some reason, if you're in the one percent that's a teenager, that is, you know, in the mean streets of a high school right now, which you know is just. It's basically a roast every day for everyone who walks through those halls. Hundred percent. I want to hear what the strategy is because, <laughs> you know, it's it's. I just feel like I because the worst thing you can do is say something back, thinking you're saying something in jest to like a fourteen year old, and the kid starts crying or something. Then you got a whole situation on your hands at that point. <laughs> then you're the big mean bully who can't take a joke. It's 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 a fine line out there. They can have it both ways, dude. Humor diffuses everything. I'm just telling you, just be funny and like make you know. Be in on it. Be cool with it. They'll back off. I'm just telling you. Like in high school, like the kid who didn't have the cool shoes and he was getting roasted. If he got mad and wanted to fight, oh, that's on the entire year. But if he was like funny and cracking jokes and he was the class clown and like he was making fun of his shoes too, everybody backs off. You know what I'm saying? So like 
You got humor, man. Yeah, we'll Come see. On. We'll see. How did it work out for the lady at the game, Derek? She tried everything and looked she at got her. Mad. She's, she got mad. It got worse. That's, what, that's the point. She got mad and it, 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 you it can't. got worse. You can't. Can't get mad. It's too late. It's too late. The, it's too late. The lines have been drawn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have a great show in store for you. You know what? You can, you should ask our guest this scenario. See what he has to say. Max Lucado. He's very wise. He's coming up later. Uh, you don't want to miss that. Also, we have uh, your feedback at the end of the show. It's a great one. And coming up right now, Emily joins us for Relevant Buzz. Same too, Gene. The song is Chemical Emotion. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. All right, it's time for Relevant Buzz. So please welcome to the show our very own downtown Emily Brown to tell us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week. Hey, Emily. Hey, y'all. Where are you, where, where are you located this week? Um... For now, I'm still in Houston. I'll be here for a few weeks before. But, um, but. Yeah, not to kick off Relevant Buzz, but uh, the the Emily Brown World Tour is coming to a close soon. Um, I will be ending up in, drumroll, Nashville, Tennessee. Hey. Wow. Congrats. Yo, let me take you to get all the bougie coffee in the world. That is what I want. Yes. Um. Yeah, I need the good spots, not just because I'll like look online, like, you know, things to do in Nashville. And I'm like, well, these all look incredibly crowded with and I just don't know if I trust those reviews. So, oh, they're all crowded. Every every place is crowded. Thanks to California. Uh, So, yeah, every place is crowded, but they're good. (laughs) When is the when is the big move date, Emily? Um, Well, first, I have to lock down an apartment, which I am in the process of doing right now. But have um, you told your family? Because last yes. week you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You brought this up a couple weeks ago and I had to have um, Jason edit it out because I hadn't told my family yet. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> the family knows. Um, they are aware and they are as happy as they can be for me. I think they secretly hope everything falls through and I still end up in Texas, but we'll see. Now, now, Emily, are you are you packing up a U-Haul and road tripping out there? Yes. So all of my stuff for the whole year has been in a storage unit, um, just collecting dust. So as soon as I get the go ahead, get in a U-Haul, get into the storage unit and then just driving on up there. How long do you so, know how long are, are you making a road trip out of it or are you just sprinting? Probably going to be a sprint. Um, it's I'm trying it's to not remember. that far. It's it's a, it's like eight hours. No, yeah. that's not bad. Yeah. 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 You're good. I don't, I don't know. Right. All right. So what's going on this week? Um, first off, I do want to clarify. Uh, we are incredibly aware of the Kanye news. 
but we're not going to talk about it right now. There's been wait, wait so hold much on, hold on. Some, something's going on with Kanye. <laughs> There's nothing to talk about. <laughs> so, uh, this is true. She called me this morning and she said, for relevant buzz, should we bring up Kanye? And I said, Emily, I need to tell you the truth. I have been in 27 hours of text <laughs> debates with Derek Minor and propaganda about this news. And, the, and I said, if we want to have a show that has any other content other than Derek talking about Kanye, because he has very strong feelings about Kanye, we probably should not bring up Kanye on the show. No. Because, you know, we're just going to go back to the Twitter thread or the the, twi- the group chat that we've been doing. So, so we're not going to bring up <laughs> Kanye, but we are going to bring up Kanye. I had to acknowledge it because we're, we're not going to bring him up, but, 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 but I'm not going to let Cameron frame this in that way. None of my critiques about in our conversation has anything to really do with Kanye, but it's about people with rich influence do not suffer permanent consequences. That's my whole premise. And I stand by that is when there's a level of rich that you get to that you rarely suffer permanent consequences as far as canceling and all of that nature. I've never seen someone uber rich get canceled forever and lose all their money and go to, go to get bankrupt. You rarely see it. So that's my only point. So Cameron, before you try to make me the stand and frame it in that way, now let's do the buzz mm-hmm. and we move on. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And if anybody's interested in 27 hours of texting, I will screenshot <laughs> our group chat and put on my Why don't we just go ahead and post the confo? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he likes to do that. So right. do that. he takes private text messages and posts them on the gram. Let's talk about Harry Styles. What is he doing? Taylor Swift, one point four million first week, right? I think it was one point four million first week in the streaming era. And you know what? I was probably one million of those. Ah. <laughs> no, that was sales. That Emily. was sales, sales, Emily. That's wow. not streams. That's it, sales. It does, I, this is a whole divergent. But whenever I see album sales numbers, does anyone else think? And Derek, you're you know within the industry, so maybe you could shed some light. Uh-huh. But in my mind's like, who's buying albums? Like nah. for that same ten dollars that I buy the album, I could have month uh, for at least one month access to every album in the world on Spotify without ads. Wh- who's buying albums these days? Are they buying digital or physical? I was gonna say, say so. Perspective. Oh, go ahead, Emily. I'll let you. I go. was gonna say so for albums. Taylor has. I think it's like just for the Target one. The Target CD has an extra song that is literally nowhere else. It's not on Spotify. It's not on. Mm. She also sells a bunch of vinyls. She has like four different vinyls that they really just come in different colors, but people want to buy. So like she sells a lot of albums and vinyls because she does a lot of different versions. Um, So which is a kind of a sneaky way to get those album sales up. But people still go buy CDs. Because I think this one, like, it's this wow. song, like, you can't, I mean, unless you illegally download it, like, you can't listen to it. I don't even have a place to play that. I was going to say, I don't even know I have a device that would play My CDs. car. That's the only My place I have My car doesn't CDs. have, yeah, I don't have a place My to play My car doesn't it. have one. So, yeah, yeah vinyl vinyl is really critical in, in album sales for people that, that have a lot of consumption. Um, I don't know about the CD stuff, but 150 streams equals one single, and 1,500 um uh, streams equals an album play. Oh, so that's how they're counting. So, albums. so that's how album sales would be target. Are, are counted. Yeah. So 150. Well, it's both hand. It's both it's his hand. Right. Plus right. the physical sales. Right. So that what that yeah. means is, which goes back to our conversation about, oh, Kanye only sold 10,000 copies of his album last week. It's 10,000 
times, if you look at streams, it'd be 10,000 times 150 no, or whatever. Derek, you see what I'm saying? The Derek, numbers. But we're talking 10, about copies two weeks ago and he sold a hundred copies last week. Oh, so oh, was, got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway, well, I didn't, I didn't read the rest of that. So, cause yeah, I know. that was, I know, that was that our, that was our, that was our, that was our eight, but, uh, that was our eight. So by that time I was wasted. Cameron talking about me, but Cameron literally texted me at 7am when Kanye lost his Adidas deal. So that's, that's for we you, Cameron. We midnight the night before right. and I woke up to the Adidas news. I, was I like, wake up right, at 7am like, when I check my phone to that that kind of news but anyhow when we're talking about tay tay that lets you know when we talk about tay tay if she sold 1.4 million that means the consumption on streaming was ridiculous right. like it's ridiculous to sell even if it's half of even if she sold 500,000 just in streams it's just still the consumption around what she's doing is insane and it's tay tay she she a legend you know what i mean okay. you know if, look when i give you a, a, a hood name Tay Tay, that mean that you 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 know what I'm saying? You doing it? Oh, you're wow. right. like you doing it? Uh huh. Tay Tay. But the, I what I do? I mean, I stream all day, every day, and whatever. But when I have an artist I love, I will physic. I will go support and buy a vinyl. Like mm -hmm. I will, even mm -hmm. though I've already heard the album a million times, I want to mm -hmm. keep it. This album is important to me. This artist is important to me, and that's how I build my collection. So I, I do both, mm -hmm. um, and I think there are people like me out there that that probably do both. You know. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely got some vinyls here for sure. I got some vinyls. If like I got some a lot of good vinyls, and it's because I like the artist, and it looks good in the collection. When you you know when you have the vinyl collection, and it's dope listening to stuff on vinyl. So yeah, and, and I and, and like and I also will try even though I want to support the local my local record shop, and I love the I love them. If an artist I love is releasing like Kendrick released his last album or every album on his website and then he'll throw in like a sign something or he'll throw whatever and that 35 bucks is going to go straight to him versus mm -hmm. he gets mm -hmm. a small portion of it going yeah. through right. all the distributors and everything like that so i'll buy directly from artists as much as i can so yeah anyway well none of that was going to be what i brought to news today but <laughs> glad we started off there glad we covered it yeah yes. i feels like fits the theme of this chaotic episode um I've been tired all week because of Prop and Derek and my group chat. Like it is exhausting. It's exhausting. Trying to. It's exhausting. <laughs> Too many takes. Too many takes. <laughs> More takes than anybody knows what to do with. Yeah. All right. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, something that I generally do want to talk about is um, there was a new report, a new internal report that came out about Twitter. Um, so I don't know if y'all have noticed, but Twitter has definitely been changing a lot. Um, and there's been a lot less users just really over the last couple of years. People have been going to Instagram, to TikTok. Um, and so a lot of content has um, just started going away. But there is two categories of content that have actually grown on Twitter um, that people are talking about more. One is cryptocurrency. Boring. Oh, that. my gosh. The second one is um, not safe for work content. Um Yes. So nudity and pornography has actually grown a lot on Twitter. Not safe for any place, right? Not safe for any place. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was trying to give a, a warning, you know, for the <laughs> little ears out there. Um, what do we call it? Relevant after dark? Is that what we say? Um, mm. So 13% uh, of Twitter content is now nudity or pornography. And that's part of it is because Twitter is one of the only social media platforms that allows nudity on their site. A lot of others have these filters in place to make sure that you know, there's no, I'm not seeing anything while I'm scrolling that I'm not supposed to be. Uh, Twitter does not have that. Uh, and so you can be scrolling and you can 
make sure you have your hazards on. Um, I was shocked about that when I, when I read our write-up. I, I didn't know Twitter allowed that. I thought it was yeah. like all the mainstream ones, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, was like clean. And then like Tumblr and the CD ones, you know, got got off off track. And uh, yeah, this write up was crazy. It was like it used to be that Twitter was like the town hall where you would go and see what was happening in the world. And now all that mainstream content, celebrity content, fashion content has gone to Instagram and TikTok. Their own re- internal report said this, mm-hmm. like all of the content that we think we're known for is actually on the other platforms now. And the fastest growing part of our platform are the things we don't want which is porn and crypto yeah this is how you know you're at the i mean the death knell is is happening because like when that is the thing that's growing on your platform then that means that the average the average right. person that wants to have a thoughtful conversation is not using your platform anymore right, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. well and, and it's like with the with the the elon musk acquisition which who knows if by the time this goes up there could be five more, you know, lawsuits or, or he could own it outright. Who knows where that's going? Right. But, okay. So you have this study that their two highest performing verticals are adult content, cryptocurrency, and then even regular Twitter content is, is some of the most depressing content on the right. internet. Like at when, when Twitter is using the, like the, the, the typical discussions on Twitter just seem so toxic and hostile all the time. Why would anyone want to own this thing? Much less like leverage billions of dollars in cash for it. Because it seems like, like I get like Twitter sometimes controls, uh, or I don't want to say controls, but disproportionately impacts, uh, you know, conversations because so many people within media use it. But I also think that its influence seems to be waning in that, in that restraint. And Emily, to, to, you know, to your point on this study, considering the verticals that are growing the fastest are ones that are going to drive more users away. I just don't know how much long-term utility it has. I know Elon Musk has, has, you know, teased out that it's going to be this everything app or, or, or whatever, which who knows, you know, but it just seems like, that's almost grasping at straws because like the utility of Twitter seems to be rapidly, rapidly declining for a number of reasons. Well, I think Cameron even mentioned like like Tumblr earlier. And that's that's what happened to it. Like it eventually it started off as like this a blogging platform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all these different yeah. ideas, different content, and then it just became this adult Smut. content. Yeah, exactly. And it was like the people that don't want to see that just eventually left. Like they weren't, mm-hmm. there wasn't enough there to keep them around. Well, because, they don't want to be associated with it. So yeah. like I have this Tumblr blog that's funny memes or whatever. And I'm like, hey, go check out my Tumblr. And everybody associates Tumblr with smut. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to be on that platform. Even if what you're doing isn't that, you know? For me, I don't want to be scrolling it and I'm like, oh, wow. So-and-so just dropped a new album. Oh, wow. Look at what happened in politics. Oh, wow. There's sex. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it's yeah. it's 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 an inconvenience to what I want out of the platform. Right. Now for somebody else, right. I'm sure that that's great. But for me, mm-hmm. that's not what I'm trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Think, so it, it makes thing, it rough. Like, from a parent's pr- perspective, which you know, some of your parents in here is like, we're trying to help our kids navigate the social media platforms. And there's a new one every day. It feels like, and trying to help them navigate it. And you're like, Oh, this one's good. And you're like, just what Derek said. I mean, Mm -hmm. even something like Pinterest, which is like fun and you know, all the things there's stuff on there that I don't want my kids seeing, but it's like, they have to get through everything else and try to navigate that. Well, I see that in a lot of platforms. I'm not on Pinterest. Pinterest got the smut. 
<laughs> you can search for anything. I'm like, sorry. That's what I'm saying. That's you can search crazy. For anything. You can search for anything. <laughs> I didn't know that. This wow. goes to my point, Cameron, in our group text about humanity. We don't care no more, man. It's crazy. When the Pinterest <laughs> is is the that's crazy. I didn't even know that. But yeah, yeah it's it's man, yeah, we this, this we don't sm- care. Soccer moms, they got they don't care. Life stuff say, going on. When I think when I when I think of Pinterest, I think of it as breeding grounds for like the next Joanna Gaines is yeah, of the exactly. world. Like every board I come across is like string lights and and autumnal decor. Sorry, Jamie. I don't want to, I don't want to throw Pinterest under the bus because I do know that they delete stuff and all the things, but they're having uh, to, to monitor that just like everyone else is, is my point, you know, is it's like, it's like you can find stuff everywhere. And yeah. that's what's hard about parenting is you're trying to keep your kids away from this stuff, but then you're like, well, it's everywhere, you know, and it's hard. It's very hard. Yeah. I had a friend that worked at TikToks. Um, I forgot what they call it. They call it a, uh, the content i guess they did the content filter though so every video that goes up on tiktok or facebook is audited i guess that's what it would be called audited to see if it fits the platform and he said it was one of the most depressing jobs he's ever done mm. yeah he, he was like it's yeah. his eyes terrible he, he like another one of my friends was because you know it seems like it's easy money you watch videos you take the videos down that aren't good and you let the other ones, you know, go. And he's like, man, some of the stuff I saw, I can't unsee. And literally, hmm. I think it was last year. I don't know if it was TikTok, but I think it was Facebook uh, was being sued by their auditors because they were like, yo, we can't unsee some of the stuff. We don't get breaks. We're understaffed and all of that. So yeah. a lot of a lot of stuff is, uh, man, I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think I say that a lot on here. It's like, I don't know where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> but it ain't good. Yeah, it ain't good. Yeah. But yeah, um, thanks. Okay, so yeah, just make sure you have your hazards on when you're on Twitter. Beep, beep. Um, but now we're going to switch over to some good news, which is that Good Burger 2 is definitely happening. Um, I was a really big fan of Good Burger. Uh, I hope everyone listening is. If you're not, go watch it. I think it still holds up pretty well, so you should watch it. Um, but Keenan Thompson, you really think it holds up? Kill the goat. If I remind myself, it was made in the nineties. It holds up. Kill the goat. <laughs> okay, that's right. All right. Kill Mitchell the goat. Yes. Um, so Keenan Thompson was talking in an interview recently and someone asked about it and he said, it is definitely happening right now. They're just trying to figure out a time to actually like shoot it and produce shoot it and everything, it. but it's happening. I'm excited. Um, and it'll be interesting to see. Like I said, it's been 30 years. I have no idea what the premise is going to be. I don't know if they're still flipping burgers or what. I hope maybe some things have changed, but I also think <laughs> it could be funny if nothing's changed. So I'm excited. Oh, that's good, good for Keenan, by the way. What a career, you know? <laughs> like, it just, the, the thing is with Keenan, he starts something and he just never ever quits it mm-hmm. like he's been on snl for like 20 years and he's technically still part of was it all that yeah, or the yeah, good yeah. burger that, universe yeah. he he just never stops he's been a part of that comedy thing that duo for like literally 40 years mm-hmm. good for keenan mm-hmm. just what what a, what, a, what a comedy he knows his just loyalist Mm-hmm. And Kel, the the reason you know the reason yeah. why this is even more in our world, Kel's a youth pastor. He's an outspoken Christian. He's you know he, he's and he's a rapper in his career. He's a Christian. He's a Christian rapper too, mm-hmm. which is yeah. crazy. Like and Love and that. the thing is, he's a good guy. That's the thing about Kel that's dope. I know him personally. He's a great person. So it's dope mm-hmm. to see this happening. So will you get you'll get invited to the the Good Burger Two premiere. 
you we'll, could have a plus one i'll go with you if you want we'll see <laughs> we'll see you know it's a it's big insane. deal listen man like kel is killing it over at nickelodeon so it's like mm. it's a big deal what he's doing over there so I, I mean you know they got the rock and all kind of people i don't know if Derek Miner gonna make it onto the list <laughs> <laughs> Derek, you should ask for a cameo in Good Burger too. No, I the soundtrack. Should. You should be yes, in the soundtrack. I should. Oh, good That'd idea. Yeah, that would be actually a good idea. I need to. I need to holler at him like, "Yo, Kill, cook your <laughs> yeah. boy up." Hey, right now they're on the ground floor, so I mean, you could write a song for one of the scenes, or you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. go for it. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Mm-hmm. What else we got? Okay, speaking of soundtracks, um, Rihanna has a song that has just come out that is going to be featured on the Wakanda Forever soundtrack. I'm excited, one, because the Black Panther soundtrack was so good. So I have pretty high hopes for Wakanda Forever. Um, but I'm also excited because it has been six years since Rihanna has released music. And wow. not to compare wow. to women that I love, but Taylor Swift has released seven albums in the time that Rihanna has last released an album. So I'm excited for new music. Um, it's going to be good. And here's a, a clip of the song. And, and she's she's performing on the at the super uh, yeah super bowl too so i'm hoping yeah, for even big more time rihanna music. come back that's how you know you're yeah. a boss when you're like hey i'm gonna be on one of the biggest films to come out this year and i'm gonna do the super bowl after not doing anything for like 10 years so let's say we're in the rihanna zons rihanna rihanna zons yeah the ridiculous rihanna sense um (laughs) (laughs) no but also just side note i'm so glad the super like we're not watching like weird 80s heavy metal bands anymore thank you like perform at the super bowl like last year was dope when they had all the because they had you know super bowl was in la and they had all like the you know old school la hip-hop artists perform now we got rihanna they i feel like the nfl has finally you can realized thank Jay-Z like, for that we i don't want to hear jesse like Aerosmith. i have a theory though jesse i have a theory like think about it we were kids our parents were into Aerosmith or into U2 or whatever and we were like that's old people music it's so lame dude do you realize the classic rock station or the oldie stations has shifted not 70s 80s 90s but to 80s 90s 2000s you know or or 90s 2000s and today Jesse us thinking these artists are cool is just like 20 years ago our parents thinking U2 is cool we're just old now that's all I'm trying to say well I will but, but then like three years ago was the weekend yeah, it's, it's, it's Jay Z, guys. It's Jay Z. He's, I mean, he's doing he's the programming. Someone, that's it was three why. years ago. That's cool. Yeah, you got to remember, it's the goat is doing the programming. That's right. That's why. Uh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, I'm just, well. Let, let me say this. I feel like their taste has gotten better. Even if even if the demographic strategy hasn't shifted, it's certainly better taste. Yeah, you know, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, that'll do it for the buzz. Make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com for the latest at the intersection of faith, life, and culture. We're publishing there every day. Uh, Thanks a lot, Emily. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. See you. Stay tuned. Up next, we go from the weekend in Wakanda to Max Licato. Stay tuned.
You're listening to Phantom Youth. The song is Afterworld. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Where our guest today is Max Lucado. He's a pastor, best-selling author, and hero of the faith. He sat down with our very own downtown Emily Brown about the life-changing power of the Holy Spirit, how you can find freedom even in the darkest places, and why it's important to maintain daily spiritual practices. Here's our conversation with Max Lucado. I'd like to start with where did the message for this book come from? Or why did you feel like writing this book right now? I think I have had in my mind for quite a while that I'd like to write a book about the Holy Spirit. Um, I just did not know how to do so. And also I felt like I did not have anything fresh to add to the variety of really good books that were already there. Um, and so I, um, I've, I've served at the same church since 1988, and I never brought an entire series about Holy Spirit. Um, and I felt like I wanted to, but, but again, I was looking for, you know, there's not an epistle about the Holy Spirit. You know, there's not mm-hmm. a, it, and sometimes it's, it, it was difficult to figure out what angle. And then I can't really remember, uh, Emily, when it dawned on me. Um, but it dawned on me that the Holy Spirit is described in the Bible with a collection of word pictures, metaphors. And I began working uh, through the the pictures of the Holy Spirit, uh, like oil, like wind, like fire, uh, like uh, a breath, and and I said, I remember thinking that 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 would work. That's an interesting way to explore the person and power of Holy Spirit, just by looking at these metaphors. So I experienced. I, I, I played with them for a, a few days and realized this could make a good sermon series. And, and so I turned it into a sermon series and it seemed to really connect with the church. So uh, that's how the book came to be. I do think there are still a lot of people who, you know, they know, they know there's something called the Holy Spirit, but they they still keep that distance. So where would you say is maybe a good starting point for someone who wants to know more about the Spirit? I, I um, agree, uh, Emily, that uh, for many people, the understanding that they find it difficult to understand Holy Spirit because he has been presented as either weird or dead. Uh, and and neither of those two options are very appealing. Uh, I 
I would begin with uh, the way Jesus described the Holy Spirit. Uh, he, he in in the night before the crucifixion, the night before the crucifixion, and in the final conversation he had with his followers, he talked quite a bit about the importance of who he called the paraclete. And it's a Greek word, paraclete, P-A-R-A-C-L-E-T-E. And it means come alongside. In fact, there is a translation of the Bible called the Phillips translation. Would <clears throat> that when when J.B. Phillips writes about the Holy Spirit or translates scripture, he calls the Holy Spirit the one who comes alongside. And mm. and to, and and I think that's a good place to start. Uh, John 14, 15, and 16. Uh, open your Bible to those chapters and try to imagine Jesus in his final conversation with his followers. They've been together for three years. And uh, he says to them, it is good that I go away so that the paraclete can come, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, or the one who comes alongside. I like the, I, I like starting right there and trying to imagine why Jesus felt so passionate about the coming of the Holy Spirit and what that means for you and me. Like if someone was were to say, like, I feel like the Lord is leading me to this, to make this move, you know, the Bible doesn't talk about Austin, Texas. So, you know, how do you know when that is the spirit and when that's not? And what's that balance like? We're not the first ones to make decisions based on what we sense, as opposed to what we know for certain. When Luke uh, wrote the Gospel of Luke, he said to Theophilus, the person to whom he was uh, speaking in the epistle, he said, It seemed right to me, O dear Theophilus, to compile an account of all the things I have seen and heard. So I like that phrase, it seemed right to me. Uh, that, that to me displays a, a Luke, a, a, a Christian physician, a Jesus follower, who felt this desire. And maybe he had to pray about it. Maybe he had to think. Maybe he had to talk to somebody. Uh, maybe he just couldn't quit thinking about it. it. And finally, he just said, you know, it seems right to me. I can't say for absolute certain, but it just seems right to me. That is a fair way to make decisions. And that would include verse, you know, reading to see if there's any scripture that might speak to this. It certainly would include voice, which would mean consulting people I respect, uh, listening to my own heart on this matter, seeking counsel, asking somebody if they've ever had to make this decision before. And I think nearly every time there is somebody somewhere who can help us uh, provide a voice of wisdom. And so I, I believe that uh, seeking the Lord's guidance is um, is is not quite an exact science, but it's more an art. It's a relationship.
sometimes it feels like some people can be jealous that they don't have a gift or they see, you know, like someone's gift of preaching and they want that for themselves. And a lot of times it, I think it does come from like a selfish motive. Um, but how can we make sure that we, you know, aren't jealous of someone else's gift, but instead championing it? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, we can earnestly desire the gifts of the spirit. Uh, that's the instruction from the Apostle Paul. So if you desire a gift, then ask. There's nothing wrong at all. You know, I do not have the gift of hospitality. If you come over to my house for dinner, it might be PB&J. I'll do the best I can, but <laughs> don't expect to be impressed. And yet, if I uh, feel like that would be really a helpful gift for me to have, then I'll say, Lord, help me. And grant me that gift of hospitality, would you please? Uh, my wife has a wonderful gift of mercy. She is so patient, so understanding with the disenfranchised and the forgotten. I tend to be more, I don't know, I, I can't, I guess confess, I'll say more judgmental. And uh, and so I, I, I don't envy her gift, I see, but I do desire to have that. And so I've learned from her. So I believe that it's okay to aspire to uh, have additional gifts, uh, but to think that you, to be jealous of that person's gift is really to, in essence, say, well, God didn't know what he was doing because he didn't give it to me. Well, that, that's, that's not reverent or respectful. So let's celebrate, like you said, let's champion other people's gifts and celebrate. Ultimately, what matters is that the Holy Spirit brings to uh, people's understanding more and more about Jesus Christ. That was Max Licato. Make sure to check out his new book, Help Is Here. It's available now. And stay tuned. Up next, it's your feedback. You're listening to Tofu Smell. <laughs> tofu that's Smell. So, what? That's the weirdest name you've said in the, the what? song. The song is Shower Shower Song. Bro, who are these bands, bro? Like, where do you find these I'm people? I'm a curator. Bro, I'm a tastemaker. I'm a curator. I find yeah, the new music. But, are, but, but with artists with, with names like that, are they actively trying to discourage people from listening to their music? Like, is this the audio equivalent of how Tofu smells? Because I'm just not interested. Like, it's good if music. we can find a better... I, yeah, it's wow. good music. It's ironic, man. Duh. Come on, bro. Cameron, you find the wildest bands, bro. I, I no <laughs> it's lie. A good vibe though. It's some funny I've, names. I have always. I say this again. I've always like loved bands that have crazy names and. Tofu smell. Yeah, that might be the, that might be the winner. That might be it. For, that's a that's a top, that's a that's a top three for sure. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, you know, it's it's spooky season. 
We got to talk about Halloween costume ideas. You know, last minute, you know, you don't want to go down to Spirit Halloween, have the generic bag pr- costume. So let's get, let's get creative here. So we asked you for your creative ideas for a 2022 Halloween costume. You hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and here's some of our favorites. I, I like this one from Josh, <laughs> uh, which it looks like he got from a, someone else from, uh, from someone named Jenny. But either way. It's it's called ghosting, and it's a it's the typical ghost costume, kind of just the the white sheet with the eye holes poked out, but on it has a little text thread, <clears throat> one that says, <laughs> "I had a great time tonight," uh, f- with a follow up, "Me too." You free Friday? Hey, dot dot dot. It's ghosting. I like it. It's you know, it's got the layers there. It's it's one of those where it's not like a belly laugh, but when you see it, you, giggle. you know, kind of at the party, you're like, okay, giggle, I see yeah. it. I see, I see you ghosting. I see you ghosting. Yeah. Somebody said Lot's wife wear a white sheet. Uh, I don't suggest that if you're white. Uh, but <laughs> oh, boom, pillar of salt. Gosh. Not a. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> you can cut that if you no, need no, to, but that's, that's pretty good. That's good life advice right there. If you're white, maybe don't walk around in a white sheet this Halloween. <laughs> Definitely don't cut the holes oh, out for God. the eyes. Could create a whole different okay, scenario. Is this Christian girl influencer real? They put a picture in here. Is this actually a package that you buy someplace? No, it's it's a meme. Yeah, memes are going oh, around sorry, where guys, they're doing like. Me. <laughs> like I said, I said what? Well, no, no, it's like the spirit Halloween. Yeah, I sent one to yeah. uh, our, our Twitter or our group chat last night. Spirit Halloween bag, and it said Kanye, and the picture was a big old trash bag, <laughs> just trash. Yes. Okay, sorry, but yeah. this meme is funny because I was sitting here trying to figure out. It's hilarious. Actually, real Christian girl influencer. It has you know the study Bible, the camera set up. She's got a hat on. She's got a sweater. There it is. The oversized, yeah. uh, the latte, yeah, the, in an oversized, in an oversized mug too. Like that's the key. And the boots, you know? yeah. I I feel like I feel like the yeah exactly handling a mug, <laughs> handling a mug with two hands and and neglecting its single handed handle. Right. Like when it went so like it has a handle for for like, but I feel like that's too like Bill Lumber. That's too office space if you're just drinking it with the with the handle. To, to get the real Christian girl influencer, it has to just you have to be cupping it sort Cozier. of with two hands. It's like a yeah. cozy. Yeah, you're nurturing. Yeah. You're nurturing that latte. Yeah. There, there are not many more. I, mean, I, I'll just say this: we'll spare y'all all the really lame ideas. <laughs> Some of you guys need to get way more creative, and this is why we want to crowdsource it because we know that there's a need for inspiration out there. Unfortunately, you guys send us a whole bunch of stuff that's not very good. So. <laughs> Very disappointed in you. You could tell it's Christians that listen to this because there were no good Halloween costume <laughs> ideas. I wasn't here last week, so I don't know if you guys talked about this already, but do you guys dress up as adults on Halloween? Uh, no, I don't. Jesse does. I do. Okay. I do, but it's a big dilemma because we're way behind this year. And it was actually, Dana and I were very late last night discussing this, trying to find a funny idea. Like I said, it's been a hard, I like to go pop culture and it's been a hard year okay, for that, you know, uh, when, when it comes to stuff that everyone, because someone's, you know, my wife was like, you know, one of our friends down the street is going Harry Styles. And my thing is like, you go Harry Styles, but a lot of people are think you're just like awesome powers or something. Like it is a very fine. Like if I saw someone in like a homemade Harry Styles fit, I'd be like, are they awesome powers this year? You know, yeah, like, like are they doing kind of a retro thing? Bottoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Like I probably wouldn't know unless it's, you know, unless there's some sort of other indicator, but 
Yeah, it's a tricky year. Tricky year. I told my son I'm dressing up as a rapper. He didn't find that very amusing. <laughs> I like it. All right. Uh, I would Normally, I say there's a lot more where that came from. Go read them. Don't waste your time. Number one, Twitter, Twitter's <laughs> full of smut, apparently. And number two, not any good ideas. So, All right. Uh, it's time for this week's... Editorial question of the week. All right. Well, earlier in the show, we spent qu- quite a bit of time talking about Jesse getting completely... Torn down and mocked by bullied, bullied children, is the word you're looking by for. children. So we need to help him because he's going to be playing the Braves again soon. So we need to yeah. put some stuff in Jesse's back pocket. So the question of the week this week is help us come up with some zingers that Jesse can do or just responses in some way, shape or form that Jesse can do to put those punks in their place. But he doesn't get in trouble with their parents. Yeah, keep in mind, there's nothing off limits with these children. They were making fun of my shoes, and they were Air Max 90s. They weren't. I wasn't wearing clown shoes out there. Okay, they, but they, they don't. They don't care. What colorway? What colorway? They were. They were custom, actually. Uh, Nike IDs, green and black. Either way, it didn't matter. Green these kids and are black savages. The They'll jets? find. But- Man, huh? no, it, it was it was like a it was a lighter green. Okay. It, it doesn't matter. Okay. It's, you sound like one of those kids. <laughs> so <laughs> it doesn't matter. You paid extra okay. for that. You paid extra for that colorway. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Do it, yeah. I've taken them out of rotation. I've taken them out of rotation at this point. Oh, they cooked you out your shoes, bro. <laughs> they ruined my kicks, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. These kids are savage. <laughs> All right, so help Jesse. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and help us come up with uh, appropriate responses to shut those kids up. We'll but read no our Bible favorites on next week's show. Bible verses. No. No, 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 no. no. They would roast no, that. I'm not going to no. subject myself yeah. to more. Yeah. We don't want this mockery. to become religious persecution. <laughs> we just want to keep. Yeah. going to be, yeah. Oh, yeah. my yeah, gosh. Exactly. Uh, well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Max Licato for joining us today. Uh, make sure to check out his new book, Help Is Here. It's available now. Also, make sure to head over to relevantmagazine.com every day to check out our latest content at the intersection of faith, life, and culture. Also, you can check out our fall digital issue, and it features conversations with Day Glow, MIA, Regina Hall, NT Wright, and so much more. It's available for free. Go check it out. Hey, if you like the show, tell people about it. Uh, share clips of the show. Share it on your socials, your your stories. Uh, and wherever you listen, rate it and review it. It helps the algorithm, helps people find the show, and we appreciate the feedback. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Derek Miner. We'll see you guys next time. Have a great week, everyone. listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts browse the shows on the relevant podcast network which you can find at our site and while you're there don't miss the all-new era of relevant magazine a new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com Anyone under the age of 17, I don't, I don't trust your humanity. 
Relevant Podcast Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 